You're listening to the Pedal Pumping Podcast, the podcast that explores and celebrates all things pedal pumping. I'm your host, Mimi Footnip, and I'm a pedal pumping content creator and a foot model and a pedal pumping enthusiast. Check out my website, MimiFootnip.com, for more about me. First, want to start off by thanking my patrons who keep the lights on. Tevin Riker, not a golfer, Rayshawn, Eric F, Eric J, Cranking Fan, Rocket Man, Havianas Fan, Austin, Mark, Miss Jess, Joe, Major Dave, and Harrison. Thank you so, so much for your continued support of this podcast. In today's episode, I am going to be reading a story that was submitted by Matt, and it's a long one. So I'm going to read it. I have about, well, I have about 50 minutes before. Um, well, actually a little less than that because I need to change my clothes. I'm meeting a friend in a little bit, um, maybe like 40 minutes, 45 minutes. So I'm going to read as much as I can, put it on the podcast, and then if I don't get through the whole story, I'll put the rest over on Patreon. All right, let's take a quick break and I'll just jump right in. This story is from Matt and he writes, Hi Mimi, I have written another story. It was a warm and sunny afternoon in California, and Mimi and Debbie were relaxing in the front room of their apartment. They had just finished work for the day at their local school. Mimi was reading and replying to emails and text messages on her phone, and Debbie was reading the local newspaper. Suddenly, there was a knock on the door. Mimi put down her phone and walked to the front door and opened it. Standing at the front door was a young woman in her early to mid-thirties with shoulder-length curly blonde hair. She introduces herself and says, Hello, my name is Jennifer, and I have just moved into an apartment around the corner, and I wanted to come and introduce myself. Mimi replies, Hi, Jennifer. Nice to meet you. My name is Mimi, and I live with my partner, Debbie. Debbie hears her name mentioned and walks to the door and stands next to Mimi. Jennifer introduces herself to Debbie and says, Nice to meet you. Debbie replies, Nice to meet you too, Jennifer. Jennifer smiles at Mimi and Debbie and then says, I actually had another reason for coming over. I am actually selling my car and I'm looking for someone to buy it. I ride my bicycle now more and I also walk a lot more now, so my car isn't being used much anymore. I said to myself that when I moved here and unpacked and got settled that I would sell my car. I have lived in this apartment around the corner for about two weeks now, and I think it's about time I get round to selling the car. Mimi looks at Debbie and smiles and says, You're looking for a car to buy, aren't you? Debbie looks at Mimi and smiles and says, Yes, I am. Debbie explains to Jennifer that she works for the local school and has to drive their minibus to take the students on outings throughout the week and would prefer to leave the minibus at school and use her car to drive to the school and back home again after school. Debbie explains to Jennifer that the minibus has a habit of not starting for her, so that's why she wants a car to use to drive to the school every morning instead of the hassle of wondering if the minibus will start for her or not. Jennifer says, Fair enough. I know what you mean regarding vehicles not starting. The car I'm selling has its moments as well, but I know all the tricks to get her started. Jennifer winks at Debbie. Debbie asks Jennifer what make of the car she is selling. Jennifer says, oh, it's a red Austin Mini Metro, 1.0 liter. It's the lowest spec model the manufacturer makes. 
I want a cheap runaround to get me from A to B when I bought it. I didn't have much money at the time, but I needed a car and it was all I could afford. Debbie says, wow, I have a friend called Matt whose aunt had a car like that when he was growing up. Jennifer says, oh, wow, what a small world. Debbie replies, yes, it is. Debbie asks Jennifer how much she wants for the car. Jennifer says, I was thinking about 500, but we can discuss that once you have looked at the car. Taking it for a test drive to see what you think of it. Debbie replies, that sounds good. When can I come see it and take it for a test drive? Jennifer replies with a smile, whenever you like. Mimi looks at Debbie with a wink and says, if you want to go with Jennifer and look at the car now, I don't mind. Debbie looks at Mimi with an excited grin on her face and says, thanks, babe. I'll make it up to you when I get back. Mimi smiles at Debbie as Debbie walks out the front door. Mimi closes the front door as she sees Debbie and Jennifer start to walking to Jennifer's apartment. Debbie and Jennifer make the short walk to Jennifer's apartment. Debbie is wearing a white blouse, denim jacket, and a black leather miniskirt. Her hair is up in a ponytail and she's wearing some dangly heart earrings. Jennifer is wearing a blue t-shirt, a blue denim skirt, and black flip-flops. They arrive at Jennifer's apartment and Debbie spots the car and goes, wow, she's so cute. Jennifer replies, yeah, she's definitely cute, but it's time to move on. We've had some good times together, but times change and it's time for her to have a new owner. Jennifer says to Debbie, let me go and get the keys and then you can have a proper look around the car. Debbie replies, okay. Jennifer goes into her apartment and comes back out with the keys for the car. Jennifer hands the keys to Debbie and says, take your time and have a good look around the car, inside and out, and I'll just be inside for you to let me know when you want to take her for a test drive. Debbie spends the next five to 10 minutes checking out the car, inside and out. Debbie knocks on Jennifer's door and says, I'm ready to take her for a test drive. Jennifer locks her door and leaves her apartment and walks next to Debbie. Debbie says to Jennifer, the car is immaculate inside and outside. You've looked after it so well. Jennifer thanks Debbie and smiles and says, let's go for a test drive. Debbie opens the passenger door for Jennifer and walks round to the driver's side, unlocks the door, and gets in. Debbie and Jennifer both put their seatbelts on. Debbie puts the key in the ignition and turns it. The car splutters for a few seconds and then starts and idles smoothly. Jennifer looks at Debbie and compliments her on her outfit. Debbie looks at Jennifer and compliments her on her outfit. Debbie's mind goes back to the times when her and Mimi are in the minibus and it won't start, and their friend Matt is watching their sexy struggles. Jennifer says to Debbie, You seem distracted. Debbie says, Yeah, I am, slightly. I am just thinking back to the times when the minibus won't start and I'm with my partner Mimi, and our friend Matt is watching the sexy struggles. Jennifer says, Well... I have also had some sexy struggles with this car. I have had to beg and plead and bounce to get her to start for me. One time, she left me stranded in a car park all night long. I got so turned on and horny that I had to go topless. And I got so wet, I was fingering my wet pussy, and then I orgasmed at the end. Debbie says, wow, that's hot. You'll have to come over and watch me and my partner Mimi get naughty in the minibus, struggling to get it to fucking start for us. Jennifer says, I'd love to. 
Debbie reverses out of the parking space and starts to drive out of the road that leads to the apartments. The drive goes smoothly without any hiccups. Debbie turns back towards the apartment. After driving around the block, Debbie drives to a parking space outside of Jennifer's apartment, turns off the engine and unbuckles her seatbelt and looks at Jennifer and smiles. Jennifer asks Debbie what she thinks of the car. Debbie says, it's a lovely car and it drives really well and I think I'd like to buy it from you. Can we do a deal, 300 in cash, and we'll cook you a meal and we'll treat you to a sexy pedal pumping show in the minibus or Mimi's Ford Fiesta? You can choose. Jennifer says, make it 350 and you've got a deal. And I'd love to have a sexy pedal pumping show in Mimi's Ford Fiesta. I used to own one as my first car. It gave me so much trouble, but I kind of liked it when it wouldn't start, especially if I didn't have to go anywhere. Debbie texts Mimi to tell her that she bought the car from Jennifer. Debbie gives Jennifer $350 in cash for the car. Jennifer gives Debbie the documents relating to the car, and Debbie says to Jennifer, Is it okay if I pick it up tomorrow? It's been a long day, and I'd rather just go home and relax with my partner Mimi. Jennifer says, Well, how about if I give you a lift back to your apartment, and I'll walk back to mine after I've dropped it off? Debbie sends Mimi a quick text message, and Mimi replies with a thumbs up and a kiss emoji. Debbie tells Jennifer that Mimi will drop her back at her apartment in her Ford Fiesta, and she is invited to stay for dinner at theirs. Jennifer and Debbie swap seats and pull their seatbelts on. Debbie gives the keys to Jennifer. Jennifer puts the keys in the ignition and turns it. The car splutters and chugs, but doesn't start. Jennifer looks at Debbie and says, don't worry, I'll get her started. Jennifer starts pumping the gas pedal while turning the key. After a short struggle, the car starts and Jennifer starts to drive to Debbie and Mimi's apartment. Jennifer parks the car in a parking space near Debbie and Mimi's apartment. Jennifer turns off the car and unbuckles her seatbelt and gives the car keys to Debbie and gets out of the car. Debbie unbuckles her seatbelt and gets out of the car and locks the door. Debbie and Jennifer walk to Debbie and Mimi's apartment where Mimi is at the door waiting. Jennifer and Debbie walk into the apartment and into the lounge and sit down. Mimi enters the lounge with dinner on plates for the three of them and they all sit down together and enjoy the meal. Once the meal ends, they spend time chatting and getting to know each other before Mimi drives Jennifer home and Jennifer waves goodbye and then Mimi drives back home to hers and Debbie's apartment. That's part one. This is part two. Debbie buys a car, part two. It was the day after Debbie had bought a new car from her new neighbor called Jennifer who lived around the corner from Mimi and Debbie's apartment. It was a dry but cloudy day with not much breeze and it was fairly mild. It was a Monday morning and it was about 7 a.m. and it was a school day. This would be the first day that Debbie would be driving her car to work rather than the minibus which was safely parked at the school that Mimi and Debbie worked at as teachers. Mimi was already up and dressed and making herself some coffee and some breakfast. She was wearing a blue pinstripe skirt suit with a pair of dark red strappy sandals with a small heel. Debbie got out of bed and went to the bathroom to get showered and freshen up. After finishing in the bathroom, she walked into Mimi's and her bedroom and opened, the, opened her closet 
and she took out a white t-shirt, a light blue cotton jacket with dark blue buttons, a short red miniskirt with a black checkerboard pattern on it, and then took out a pair of black flat shoes. She put on some lipstick, eyeshadow, and mascara and a bit of blusher and brushed her long shoulder-length curly hair and then put on a pair of silver large hooped earrings. She put on her watch and a gold bracelet and exited the bedroom and went into the front room where Mimi was sitting on a chair, cross-legged, dangling her shoe off her toes, checking messages on her phone. Mimi had a message from Matt saying he's missed the bus and could either Mimi or Debbie pick him up and take him to the school. Matt runs the school's IT department. Debbie looks at Mimi and says, I'll tell Matt I'll pick him up, but don't mention the car. I want to surprise him. Mimi replies to Matt and says Debbie has offered to pick him up and that she's leaving shortly. Debbie goes into the kitchen to have a glass of water and to grab a snack and goes back to the lounge and grabs her handbag. She kisses Mimi on her cheek and says, see you at school, babe. Debbie grabs her car keys off the key hook near the front door and opens the front door. She walks out the front door and closes it behind her. Debbie's hair blows in the light breeze as her heels click-clack on the ground as she walks to her red Austin Mini Metro. Debbie puts the key in and drive in the driver's door and unlocks it. She pulls the lever on the side of the driver's seat down and pulls the seat back upright as it was leaning forward when the car was parked by Jennifer yesterday. Debbie climbs into the car and puts her handbag on the rear seat. She closes the door and adjusts her skirt and rearview mirror and puts her seatbelt on. She puts the key in the ignition and turns it. The car splatters and chugs and rattles and shakes and then starts and idles smoothly. Debbie puts the car in reverse, puts her arm around the back of the passenger seat, turns her head round to look out the rear window and reverses out of the parking space. She turns back round in her seat and faces forward and puts the car into first gear. She slowly pulls away and then picks up speed. She stops at the end of the road and checks whether it's clear to go, turning her head left and right, which makes her wavy hair move seductively on her shoulders. She puts on her left turn signal and turns to the left when the road is clear. After about 10 minutes, she arrives at Matt's apartment. She exits the car and walks to Matt's apartment and knocks on his door. And after a couple of minutes, Matt opens the door. Debbie says, hi, Matt. Are you ready to go? Matt says, yes, let's go. Debbie holds Matt's hand to help him walk her to the car. Matt sees a familiar car from his childhood in the parking space near his apartment, a red Austin Mini Metro. Matt looks at Debbie and says, is this your car? Debbie replies, yes, I bought it yesterday from a neighbor around the corner from our apartment. Matt goes, wow, it looks so well looked after. Debbie says, yes, it does, doesn't it? Jennifer was the previous owner, had taken good care of it, but as she was cycling more and walking more, it was hardly being used. She came over yesterday and introduced herself and said she was selling her car and Mimi told her that I was looking for a car to buy. So I went to her apartment and looked at the car inside and out and then took it for a test drive and then I bought it. Matt smiles at Debbie. Debbie opens the front passenger door for Matt and helps him get in and helps him put his seatbelt on and then walks round to the driver's door and climbs in. Debbie closes the door and puts her seatbelt on and then looks at Matt and says, 
Okay, Matt, let's get to school as we're running a bit late. I asked Mimi to let the school know that we might be running late. Thankfully, the head teacher knows about our car struggles, so fully understands that we might arrive late from time to time, but today is different. As you missed the bus and I offered to pick you up as it was on my way to school. Anyway, so I hope we don't get into too much trouble with the head teacher. Anyhow, enough chatting. We need to go. Debbie puts the key in the ignition, turns it, chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, not now. Start for me. That's it, baby. Now stay running for me. Debbie turns her head and looks through the rear view window with her arm around the passenger seat and reverses out of the parking space at Matt's apartment and makes the short drive to school. Debbie finds a park a place to park and stops the car and turns off the engine and her and Matt unbuckle their seatbelts. Debbie looks around the parking area but notices no sign of Mimi's dark blue Ford Fiesta. Debbie takes out her phone and quickly texts Mimi to see where she is. Debbie's phone pings. It's Mimi. Hey Debbie, well I'm on my way. My car was a major pain in the ass. It took ages to get her started for me but I should be in there about 10 minutes or so. I have hit several red lights and there's a bit of traffic in town as well, so that's also delaying me. I'll see you when I get there, Mimi. XX. Kiss, kiss. Debbie grabs her keys and handbag and her and Matt exit her car and make their way to the school entrance. They're walking at a steady pace. The head teacher greets them at the entrance and says, Don't worry about being late. Just try to be on time more in the future, if possible. I had to find someone to cover your lesson, Debbie, but thankfully a teacher that had a free period stepped in to help. Debbie puts her handbag in her locker near the staff office and then walks to her next class and gets ready to teach her class. Matt goes into his office and starts his day. Mimi finally arrives at the school and parks her car and then walks to the school entrance. She apologizes to the head teacher for being late and that she'll try and leave earlier in the future in case her car decides not to start for her. The head teacher replies, no worries, Mimi. You're here now. Just relax and breathe deeply and try not to worry too much. Debbie and Mimi take their last morning classes before lunch break and they go smoothly. The bell rings to notify the start of the lunch break. Debbie walks to the canteen to get a drink and a snack for lunch and she sees Mimi's in the queue ahead of her. Mimi goes to the till and pays for her drink and snack and then finds somewhere in the canteen to sit and relax. Mimi catches Debbie in the corner of her eye and says, Hey, Debbie, I have saved you a seat. Mimi then mentions that Jennifer, the neighbor that sold her the car to Debbie, works in the school as a kitchen assistant. Debbie goes, Wow, I wonder why she didn't tell us. Mimi shrugs her shoulders and says, I don't know either. Maybe she was embarrassed. Debbie says she doesn't need to be embarrassed. We'll look after her, especially after she did a good thing by selling her car to me the other day. One of the dinner servers tells Jennifer to get a drink and have some food and have a break. Jennifer gets a drink and some food and then looks somewhere for somewhere to sit. Jennifer is wearing a dark blue short skirt suit with silver stiletto heels and heart-shaped dangly earrings. Mimi calls out to Jennifer, Hey, we've saved you a seat with us! Jennifer smiles and carries her tray of food to the table where Debbie and Mimi are sitting, and she sits down. 
Jennifer asks Debbie how was her first drive to school in her car. Debbie says, it was mostly fine until I went to leave my friend Matt's house. Just as she was about to continue the conversation, she sees Matt queuing for food and a drink. Matt pays for his food and drink at the till and sees Debbie in the corner of his eye and says, hi, Debbie. Debbie says hello back and tells him to sit at the table with her and Mimi and Jennifer. Matt sits down on the last chair at the table. It's situated next to Debbie, but opposite Mimi. Debbie says to Matt, I was just about to tell Jennifer, who lives in an apartment around the corner from mine and Mimi's, about my drive to school. I had just told her that it was mostly fine until I went to leave your apartment after picking you up as you had missed the bus. Matt says, oh yes, that's right, Debbie. Debbie tells Jennifer that her car was a bit stubborn for her as it took a few attempts to start her up. This catches Mimi's attention. She asks Debbie, did you have to beg and plead and bounce to get her to start? Debbie replies, yes. I gently bounced in the seat and softly begged for her to start for me. Jennifer and Mimi both say, I bet Matt loved the bird's eye view from the passenger seat of all the action. Matt replied, oh yes, it was great. I really enjoyed it. Debbie says, I enjoyed it as well. You know, you and Mimi know how excited I get when the minibus won't start for me. So the car gave me the same tingly feeling inside, but I'm glad she eventually started for me and that we weren't too late getting to school. Jennifer says to Debbie, I'd love to see you work the pedals of the minibus. Debbie replies, yeah, that would be fun. I'm actually taking a class swimming this afternoon, so maybe you could come along. Matt and Mimi are coming as well. Jennifer says, yes, she'd love to come. Debbie spots the head teacher in the canteen and calls her over and asks her if it's okay if Jennifer comes with the class to swimming lessons with her and Matt and Mimi. The head teacher replies, of course it's okay, Debbie. It will give Jennifer the chance to get to know you all and also to get to know the students as well. Debbie says, brilliant. Jennifer looks at Debbie and winks. Jennifer takes Matt's and Debbie's and Mimi's lunch trays up to the kitchen counter along with hers and they all go to the staff office to relax. Debbie and Mimi and Jennifer all sit down and cross their legs. Matt is sitting opposite Debbie and Mimi and Jennifer. The staff office is empty apart from the four of them. The three ladies start teasing Matt, crossing and uncrossing their legs and dangling their shoes off their feet and running their hands through their hair. Matt blushes. The three ladies notice Matt blushing and go, Aw, that's so cute. Debbie looks at her watch and says, 1 p.m. The swimming lesson starts at 2.30 and it's a 35 to 40 minute drive from the school. Debbie tells Matt and Mimi and Jennifer to go to the minibus whilst she collects the key from her locker and collects the students and brings them out to the minibus. Debbie walks to her locker and unlocks it and takes the keys from the front zip pocket of her handbag and then puts the keys in her jacket pocket. Debbie then makes her way to the classroom to collect the students for the swimming lessons. She knocks on the door and another teacher answers the door and says, come in. Debbie addresses the class and says, 
All of those attending the swimming lesson should collect their wash bags and change of clothing and meet her by the minibus in 10 minutes. 10 students are attending today's swimming lessons. Debbie then walks out of the school exit and meets Matt and Mimi and Jennifer at the minibus while they all wait for all the students to arrive from getting their things. After a short period of time, the students arrive at the minibus. Debbie tells the students to stand quietly while she unlocks the minibus. Debbie unlocks the minibus and opens the rear side door and the students quietly find a seat and sit down and put on their seatbelts. Matt finds a middle seat behind the front passenger seat and sits down. Mimi and Jennifer climb into the front passenger seat and put on their seatbelts and close the door. Debbie closes the rear side door and then walks around to the driver's door, her shoes click clacking on the ground. Debbie opens the driver's door and climbs into the minibus and then pulls the lever under the seat upwards and moves the seat forward so she can reach the pedals. Debbie says, that's much better. She straightens out her skirt and fluffs up her hair with her hands and looks in the rearview mirror and says, damn, I look hot today. She then turns to look at Mimi and Jennifer in the passenger seat and says, wow, you both look hot today as well. Debbie puts her seatbelt on and puts the key in the ignition and turns the key. She says, well done, baby, under her breath. Debbie pulls away from the parking space and makes her way to the swimming center. After 30 minutes, they arrive at the shopping center and they all unbuckle their seatbelts and exit the minibus. Debbie locks the minibus and walks with Mimi and Jennifer and Matt and the students into the swimming center. Debbie signs them all in at reception. The students all go and find changing rooms to change into their swimming gear. Mimi and Debbie and Matt go and wait on chairs by the pool. A swimming instructor is in the pool waiting for the students to get into the pool. A short while later, the students appear and slowly get into the pool. Debbie and Mimi and Matt and Jennifer watch the action in the pool from their seats above the pool. Debbie and Mimi are sat cross-legged and Matt and Jennifer have their feet tucked under their chairs. There's a gap between Jennifer's legs and Matt secretly takes a peek, which Debbie and Mimi notice and say, Oh, Matt, you're such a cheeky man. Matt blushes. Jennifer realizes what Matt just did and winks at Matt and says, I like the attention you give me. Debbie and Mimi and Jennifer start flirting with Matt quietly as not to disturb the swimming lesson. A short while later, the swimming instructor lets the students know that the lesson is over and the students exit the swimming pool and go back to the changing rooms. Debbie gives Jennifer the keys to the minibus and says, can she go and unlock the minibus and wait for her and Mimi and Matt and the students? Jennifer gets up from her seat and exits the swimming center and walks to the minibus and unlocks it, but waits outside the minibus. A short while later, the students and Debbie and Mimi and Matt arrive at the minibus. Debbie says to Jennifer, I'm surprised that you're not keeping warm inside the minibus. Jennifer replies, Oh, well, I was just asked to unlock the minibus, and I didn't want to do more than what I was asked to do. Debbie smiles at Jennifer and says, I appreciate that. The students climb into the rear of the minibus, and Matt sits on the same seat he did on the journey to the swimming center. Mimi and Jennifer get into the passenger side of the minibus. Debbie closes the rear side door and then walks around to the driver's side, opens the door, and then climbs in. Everyone puts on their seatbelts. 
Debbie makes an announcement that she will be driving the kids to their homes from the swimming center and that any belongings left at school will have to be picked up tomorrow. Debbie asks for any students that has left anything at the school to put their hands up. Debbie turns facing towards the student but sees no hands up and says, good to see that you all remember not to leave anything behind at school. Debbie turns forward toward the windscreen and Jennifer gives the keys to Debbie. Debbie puts the keys in the ignition. Vroom, vroom, the engine started and idled. Debbie drove away from the swimming center and dropped off the students at their homes until no students were left on the minibus and it was just Matt, Debbie, Mimi, and Jennifer left on the minibus. Debbie is parked outside of one of the students' apartments. Debbie looks at Mimi and Matt and says, do you think now would be a good idea to give Jennifer her pedal pumping show in the minibus? Mimi and Matt both nod at Debbie in agreement. Debbie looks at Jennifer and says, Now, I know this isn't Mimi's Ford Fiesta, but it can be equally as stubborn, and I'm sure that Mimi will give you a show in her Ford Fiesta soon. Maybe when we get back to the school, Mimi can give you a ride home, and who knows what might happen then. Mimi says that she'd love to give Jennifer a ride home when we get back to the school. Jennifer smiles and blushes and says, let the fun begin. Debbie says, okay, let's go. Debbie reverses out of the parking space and exits the road and heads towards a quiet and secluded part of the countryside where she has had many fun adventures in this minibus with Mimi and Matt. Debbie turns down a wooded area with a dirt road and a disused cabin at the end and parks just in front of the cabin but leaves the engine running. Debbie, Matt, and Jennifer all unbuckle their seatbelts. Debbie starts pounding the gas pedal with her sexy shoe, really pressing down hard. The RPMs rise and the engine roars and smoke billows from the exhaust on this cool fall afternoon. Mimi exclaims to Debbie, come on, baby, pump it. Debbie keeps pumping and pumping and causing her to gently bounce as she revs the minibus. Matt and Jennifer can't keep their eyes off Debbie's sexy foot, pounding away. Debbie looks at Mimi and Jennifer and Matt and says, Are you enjoying this so far? I have only just started. <laughs> they all look at Debbie and nod in agreement. Debbie pumps even harder and faster. She bounces more intensely in the seat. She flings her head back and says, Oh, baby, I love when the engine screams like that and keeps pumping and pumping. And the engine keeps screaming for mercy. And the RPMs go into the red. And the engine temperature reaches halfway point on the dial. Debbie looks at Matt and says, get your cock out. Jennifer looks at Debbie in amazement at what she just asked Matt to do. Debbie looks at Jennifer and says, oh, Matt loves to do that. Mimi says to Jennifer that her and Debbie love when Matt gets his cock out for us. Matt obliges and pulls his cock out and Jennifer can't resist taking a peek at it. Wow, Matt, I can tell you're getting aroused watching Debbie abuse the minibus. Debbie looks at Matt's cock and says, Yeah, Jennifer, but you should see how hard it gets when the minibus won't start. It gets huge and full of cum. Jennifer goes, That's hot, and asks Mimi and Debbie how long they've been into car cranking, revving, and pedal pumping. Debbie says she first got into it when she first met Mimi, which was about four years ago. Jennifer goes, 
wow, I have only been into it about two years and I got into it when the car I just sold to Debbie was giving me so much trouble and she wouldn't start. I just found myself bouncing and begging and pleading and pumping and getting turned on, stroking my pussy till I orgasmed. Debbie and Mimi both say, wow, you must have had some epic battles with that car while you owned it. Yeah, I did, Jennifer replied. I loved it when it wouldn't start for me. Debbie looks at Matt and says, start stroking your cock. Matt starts stroking his cock. Debbie pushes in the choke and lets the engine steadily idle and then listens to it as it starts misfiring and spluttering. Debbie pleads, don't die on me, baby, please. She starts pumping the pedal even faster and harder, hoping to keep the engine running, which causes her to bounce wildly in the seat and her hair to bounce off her shoulders, but it's no good. It splutters and then dies. Debbie looks at Mimi and Jennifer and says, oops, she died on me. I wonder if I can get her started again and then winks at Matt. Debbie takes a moment to compose herself, straightens her skirt, and pumps the pedal three times and then turns the key. Come on, sugar, start for me. Chug, chug, chug. Oh, come on, baby, start. She pumps even faster and hard and then looks at Matt and says, stroke your cock faster and harder for me. Matt strokes his cock harder and faster. Mimi and Jennifer are feeling slightly aroused by Debbie's pedal pumping show. Mimi unbuttons her jacket, revealing her low-cut blouse underneath where her hard nipples are peeking through. Jennifer sees Mimi's nipples peeking through and thinks to herself, that would, what would it be like to suck on them? Jennifer whispers in Mimi's ear and says, take your blouse and jacket off. I want to see your boobs. Mimi takes off her blouse and jacket and reveals her shapely boobs to Jennifer, who almost faints at the sight of Mimi's hot boobs. Mimi asks Jennifer if she likes what she sees. Jennifer nods in approval, finding it hard to catch her breath with all the excitement around her. Debbie and Mimi find Jennifer's shyness kind of sexy and a turn-on for them as they remember when Matt was shy with them when he first met them, but eventually they helped him overcome his shyness with their sexy ways. Jennifer catches her breath and says to Mimi, Can I touch your nipples? Feel free, Jennifer, Mimi replies. Jennifer runs her finger over both of Mimi's nipples. I think I'm going to stop here. Let me make a little note because I need to get ready. It's getting steamy. <laughs> if you want to hear the rest of the story, I'm going to post it over on Patreon for patrons only. Uh, Matt, thank you so much for another amazing hot, sexy story. If you would, if you're a listener and you'd like to send in a story or a question or a fantasy or a true story, fan fiction, whatever, um, you can email me at mimifootnip at gmail.com. I want to wish everyone a very, very happy, safe weekend. I hope you get out and enjoy some pedal pumping. You are so deserving of pleasure and and good things in your life. So go out there and get it. I'll see you guys next week. Same place, same time. Bye.